Today, we're talking about honouring one another. So we've looked at loving one another, serving one another, and today we're looking at honouring one another. So if you've got your Bibles with you, you can turn to Exodus 20. This is the first time that the idea of honour comes out in the Bible, and it's in the Ten Commandments. Uh, some of you will know it. It says, honour your father and your mother, Exodus 20, verse 12, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. That's cool. I want to honor my in-laws because my parents aren't here today. But my in-laws are, Alan and Svano. Because may as well, if you haven't noticed, my wife's not here. She's uh, swanning around in Auckland and Takapuna and having a great old time up there. Uh, she's on her way back, actually, right now. But, um, yeah, uh, I want to honor them because that makes looking after four children a whole lot easier, um, I have to say. But you see, I love this passage because at, at what it says essentially is that honor is linked to life. Where there's honor, there's an excess of life. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord is giving you. So, so honor is linked not just to any kind of life, but a great life, a long life, and a life in, a, in the place that God's giving you, a, 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 a space of breakthrough, a space of, of promise. That's cool. Honor is linked to an excess, an abundance, an overflow of life. That's a great reason right there that we should honor not just our mothers and fathers, but one another. Now, to, to understand this idea of honor, I think it's, it's good to, to go to the original Hebrew. Um, and the Hebrew word for honor is kaved, which I won't spell it to you, and I probably, any Hebrew scholars, I probably pronounce it wrong. Kaved. Uh, it means heavy or weighty. So it means to put your weight behind someone. So, so when we honor someone, it's like we're, we're leaning in and we're putting our weight behind them, behind what they're doing. We're, it's, it's proactive. It's forceful. We're adding our weight to their lives. Has anybody uh, driving me in your car and ever had a flat battery? And uh, yeah, yeah, and and you and you're you're not parked, you know, uphill or anything, and you you can get it, get it out, and you think, well, I can I can I can jump start this car. Do you anybody done that? Anybody jump started a car? Yeah, all the all the guys and some of the ladies, awesome, are, are like, yeah, jump started car. I I like the idea of honor. If we think about adding our weight to something, it's like it's pretty hard. It depends on the size of your car, but it's pretty hard to jump start a car by yourself. Right, because you gotta you gotta steer thing, you gotta get it, put it in gear, and you gotta, you know, let the clutch out and, and do all that, and you gotta push the car. Like that's a lot for one person to do, and and so you gotta gather some friends around. You gotta get some people. You like it's all strangers, just anybody really, and they put their weight to the car. I I like that. That's an image of us honouring one another. We put we add our weights to what someone is doing in their life. We add our, our weight to them, and in doing that, we help them. We serve them. It's very easy to kind of to, to stand back, though, isn't it? Like, uh, you, you're not honoring, you're not adding weight if you're standing there going, oh, well, you shouldn't have left your lights on. That's your problem. 
Or uh, you'll learn for next time, won't you? My car's got one of these things that, that has a little beep uh, that uh, when you open the door, it lets you know that. Yeah. And uh, and what what you need to do with your clutch there is you need to let it out really slowly. Don't don't rush it. And uh, and you know you know those people, and they stand back and they they tell you what how you should live your life, but they don't add any weight. They don't add any actual help to the situation. I don't know about you, but it's easy to, to look at other people's lives. You know, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's gonna. Oh, yeah, yeah, you stuffed up there. Gee, I'm glad I didn't do that. Or, you know, it's easy to sit back, but that's not adding any weight. That's not honoring anyone. We need to get this idea that actually we're called to honor one another. And, and to honor one another, we add weight. We, we lean in, we encourage, we serve, we, we help. We, we add our, we, our shoulder and help them go in the direction that, that, that they desire. Now, the, the same kind of weight, uh, the same word, um, is actually similar to the weight used in building projects to create a balance when you're moving large objects. So it's like a transference of weight from one object to another so you can move hard things. So when I'm honoring you, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my weight behind you and I'm actually helping you shift some hard things. And, and perhaps together, we're helping shift some hard things in our community. We're adding our weight together so we can shift obstacles, so we can move things. Because how many of you know we are stronger together? We are far more powerful than together than, than just a whole bunch of individuals doing our own thing. So honoring is, is essentially saying, yeah, I can transfer my, my life. I can, I can add, I can lend some of what I have to you. I can transfer my wisdom, my, my knowledge, my understanding, my, my, my time and my effort, my, the lessons I've learned, and I can add them to you. And together, we can create a bigger bigger picture. We can do something greater. I love that this Hebrew word kaved is actually really closely related to to kavod, which which is actually the weighty glory of God. They're just different by one letter. So that that actually that idea when we honor one another, we are bringing the weight of God's glory into a situation. We're actually inviting Him in. There's a spiritual transference that happens when we honor one another actually the weight of heaven is coming in behind us and how many of you know that's that's powerful it's more than just you know coming to church handshake and a high five and pat on the back and and having a cup of tea and coffee no, there's something more than that it's actually carrying weight for one another sharing the burden together the tricky thing is that, that we, don't, we don't like to honor people unless we feel that they deserve it, right? Like, I've worked hard to learn these lessons and to, 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 to get to where I've got, and, and I want to transfer my weight. I want to put my weight behind something that's worth it. Uh, and, and that's a dangerous place to sit because when we, when we become the judge of who we love and who we serve and who we honor, that's, I don't think that's particularly like Jesus. 
because he honors all people. See, honor isn't isn't based on on merit, and I, I'll get to that. I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's a dangerous place to to sit in a place of judgment. What we need to do is actually courageously love people as as God sees them. Is actually just step out and go. No, you know what? They're worthy of honor, not. Not because they've earned it, it's not because of that they've done anything great, but because they're a son or a daughter of the most high God. Why don't you just turn turn to your neighbor, turn to the person next to you? Go on, look at them. <laughs> they are created in the image of God. They are they are worthy of honor. That there is inherent value in each and every one of us. It goes right back to the very beginning, Genesis 1.27. It says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Regardless of what you may think of someone, they are created in the image of God. And therefore, they are worthy of honor. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good thing, the good things he's planned for us long ago. You're sitting next to a masterpiece this morning. Yeah, and if you're married, you should definitely think that. And you should be going, amen, uh, a little louder. Um, but we are. Maybe you're like, well, my masterpiece has got a bit old. But <laughs> that's still a masterpiece in God's eyes. And hopefully it's still in yours. <laughs> but the thing is, people can be annoying, can't they? They can be rude and selfish and insulting and insensitive and, and, and actually it can be hard to honor some people. But the thing is we, we honor the, the personhood that God has placed in them, not the behavior that we see. Bill Johnson says this. He says, we honor people for who they are without tripping over who they are not. We honor people for who they are without tripping over who they are not. Yeah, those people might bug you, they might be annoying, your workmates, your colleagues, your family, I don't know, but we still need to honor. And when we honor others, we begin to call out potential in their lives. We begin to, to see that car moving again. We begin to see them going in, in new directions. We set people on a path to healing and to, to fullness and relationship with God when we honor them. We actually help them fulfill their destiny. When we say, man, I reckon you'll be amazing at that. I reckon you'll be awesome at doing that. I know God's gifted you. You know, we need to start to honor and to call out the good things in God and others' lives. And, and I think it's an indictment on us if we're not seeing that in our own lives. If we're not drawing out the best in others, then are we really honoring those around us? People should go away from being with us and, and feel like, man, yeah, I can do that. I can't. I, I could stretch a bit more. I could go further. I could step into this new realm because we see the inherent value in people and, and, and also the potential in them. Romans 12 verse 10 says this. It says, Be kindly affectionate to one another and with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. In honor, giving preference to one another. The Greek word here for giving preference means to go before and show the way. To actually to, to lead. And so when we honor, we, we give preference to others, we're actually showing people 
how they should be relating. We're actually leading the way in this. We need to be, uh, as followers of Jesus, leading the way in, in how we relate and how we honor in our marriage. Wives honor their husbands. Husbands honor their wives. How we honor our children. We need to be leading the way and, 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 and in our workplaces. How do we honor our colleagues? How do we honor our boss? How do we honor those underneath us? We need to be leading in that. So I want to I just unpack a couple of quick things that honor is not, and then I'm going to talk about how this whole honor thing works. So firstly, honor is not showing partiality. Honor is not showing partiality. The book of James makes this very clear. In James 2, and we'll just read you a little bit of it. Um, starting in verse 1, my, my, my dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you stand over there or just sit on the floor, well, doesn't it, this, this discrimination show that your judgment, judgments are guided by evil motives? It's pretty clear there that actually showing honor is not about showing preference to one person over another. No, actually all people are, are due honor, regardless of their background, of their sexuality, of their race, of their of their uh, the color of their skin, of their whoever they are, they're created in the image of God, and so we shouldn't show partiality. I know it's easy to do. I know because you know when I, when I I go into people's homes and it's and I go into some homes and there are palaces and I go into some places and there are dives and it's easy for me to start to make judgments. And, uh, and uh, in some ways, in part, honor on some and not on others. But actually, that's not the way it works. That's not the way the kingdom of God works. Every person is due honor. Honor is not showing partiality. The second thing is honor is not earned. Respect is earned. Honor is based on appointment. Here's what, here's what I mean. Romans 13 verse 1 says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. The authorities that are over you in your workplace, in government, in your family even, they're appointed by God. So you don't honor based on merit, which is what we like to do. We like to go, um, is this person worthy of my honor? Well, actually, they, if they're in a place of authority over you, they can be the biggest jerk around. And yeah, they're actually worthy of your honor. That's hard, but actually, that's how we're called to live. We don't have the right to dishonor them based on merit or lack of merit. You, we, we simply don't have that right because honor is based on appointment. Now, you don't have to lie. You don't have to say, oh, my boss is so wonderful when they're not. But you can still honor them. You might go, well, how do I do that? Well, maybe just by biting your tongue <laughs> and not saying the things that you want to say about them. <laughs> but also, everybody has some redeeming characteristics. 
You can always find something good about someone. You can find something nice to say about pretty much everybody if you look hard enough. So focus on those things. Honor them in those things. So honor is not earned. So how does this honor thing work? In the kingdom of God, honor flows from above. It flows from the head. Honor starts in God. He's the one. He's worthy of all honor, of all glory. We sing that. And that's a good place to start when we think about honor in our own lives, that it starts in God. And honor can flow upwards and sideways, but it starts, it flows best when it flows down from God. It flows most easily actually from above. So it actually can start with you. If, if you have a place of authority in your work, then it starts with you. If you're the father or the mother in your household, it starts with you. If you're the boss of anything, if you've got a responsibility over some people in some way, then, then if you want a culture of honor in that area, then it starts with you. And that makes it hard when you think about your kids. It makes it, that, 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 that convicts me an awful lot because I want a culture of honor in my family, but actually that culture needs to start with me think about the think about the the prodigal son's story it's an amazing story you know a lot of you will know it. the 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 son he rejects his father he leaves and uh he, he basically wishes his father was dead and excuse me he comes to his senses and he comes home and this is the reception he gets that the father has been waiting for him and he honors the son straight away he says get me a ring that's the sign of authority. Put it on his finger. Get the robe. Get the, 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 the sandals, the flip-flops. No, no. The, get the fattened calf. It's interesting. It's not just a calf. It's a fattened calf. I reckon the father was preparing that calf the day his son left. The day his son left, he was preparing for the time when his son would return home so that he could honor him. See, honor starts in here. That, that whole picture is a picture of how God honor, honors us. When we return to him, he's just ready to honor. Parents, if you're complaining about your kids being disrespectful and bad-mannered, ah, guess where it's got to change. And how you honor your kids and how you love them and respect them and speak openly to them and tell them the truth and, 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 and don't just yell at them and fly off the handle at them, and which is what I may have done recently, uh, then, then honor will flow back to you. As you honor them, the honor will flow back to you. But if you diminish them, if you undermine them, if you, if you don't honor them, if you don't take the time to hear their voice and, and, and spend time with them, if you don't honor the personhood of them, then that honor won't flow in your family. Honor most naturally flows down. We've got we've to get this in our families. We've got to get this in our workplaces as well. If you're in a place of authority, you need to create that. Don't just wait, oh, I just wish my workmate, my, you know, I don't know, you wouldn't call them subordinates, but those people under me, I wish they would honor me. I wish they would respect me. I work hard. I, I don't know how good a boss I am. I wish they would. Yeah, yeah, tell you what, you honor them. You shout them morning tea. 
You give them, what? <laughs> Some of them found that uh, a challenge. You do something to honor them. <laughs> you know, it starts with us. Now, having said that, my second point is that honor can flow in every direction. While it may start most easily at the head, actually it can go, in, and it should go in every direction. God started by sending his son Jesus. But then look at Jesus after that. So many times he's, he's saying, I only do what my father tells me to do. I, 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 you know, the son's just giving glory to the father. The honor from the son flows back up to his father. So if you're not the boss in the workplace, you don't get off the hook. Because the honor needs to flow in every direction. We need to honor those above us. We need to honor those beside us. Often we have that, that wrong idea. Oh, well, if, you know, I honored them, but they didn't honor me back. Well, that's not honor. That's just doing something to get something. That's manipulation. <laughs> honor doesn't look for something in return. Honor just honors. Husband, honor your wife. Well, she didn't do this for me, and she's not done this, and I, oh, she said these things, and uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> the Bible says, that we should honor one another. Wife, honor your husband. Children, honor your parents. Parents, as I've said, honor your children. Because when there's honor in the house, there's peace in the house. Who wants peace in your house? I want a peaceful household. When there's honor, there is peace. And I tell you what, generational blessing comes from honor. Look at Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. Honor flowed down through the generations. The promise originally was for Abraham to be a father of many nations. He didn't see that, but through the down through the generations, as honor flowed, it came to fruition through us. Or look at look at the story of Joseph. He honored his father, even though his brothers left him high and dry. He honored his father, and and when his father's land was in famine, he brought him back, and he and he and he fed him at the, at the Pharaoh's table. And, and actually they inhabited a land for a season just purely because he honored. So honor can flow in every direction and it needs to flow in every direction in our lives. And finally, I, I would say that honor releases God's presence. Honor releases God's spirit in your life. Don't believe me? Read Matthew 7. And starting in verse 53, it says, When Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. He came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they are not, they're not all with us. Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. See, honor is linked with our belief. A lack of honor is linked with unbelief. Jesus could not do a great work in that town because they, the people there didn't honor him. Now, we remember that 
to honor, is to, to put weight to, is to lean into. When we come to church and we put, we're ready to put our weight behind what God is doing, then we're honoring. When we come to church and we're like, oh, well, you know, I'll see how it goes. Just prove to me. Uh, or, or we think, oh, man, I've met this, this Dave guy and, yeah, he's, he's a good guy, but I don't, know, I don't think God can do an awful lot through him. You know, he's just a physio. Uh, he's got a day job. He's not even a full-time pastor. Gee. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what. I know you guys don't think like that. But the, the trouble, the trouble for the people in Jesus' hometown was familiarity. Was familiarity. That's all it was. They're like, hey, it's Jesus. I remember playing with him as a kid. We used to go down to the river and, and, and play, and he was always dunking me in the... What? Oh, no, that was John, uh, his bro. No, no, his cousin. No, no. But, you know, we, we play with Jesus. We know Jesus. How can he do anything special? So perhaps I'm talking to some of the people that know me the best. You're like, oh, well, you know... I know how, how, how this person operates. Maybe it's someone in your family. You're like, uh, God could do a miracle through that person out there. That's why we love guest speakers, isn't it? Because we're like, oh, well, I don't know them, but God must be moving in their life. And so we expect, and we have a greater expectation. But that person in your family, that person in your church, that person in your e-group who, who lays hands on you, they have as much of God yeah, if you have an expectation that God can use them as much as the next person, He will and He can because they've not become familiar. Even Jesus, even Jesus this happened to. Wow, if the Son of God gets limited by dishonor, how much more do we limit ourselves? By the way, we, we just don't expect God to be able to do anything through one another. I tell you, this can unlock something in your life. Because next time you go to e-group, you'll be like, man, that, can you pray for me? Because I've, I've got an expectation that, you know, because I know you've walked through some stuff and, and you've got some authority in this area. Or in your family, you could be like, man, I, 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 my kids pray stuff and things happen. The other night, I, I had an, um, a, a migraine was coming on and I just felt um, God say, get Isabel to pray for you as he's my second daughter and she's nine and uh so I called her over I'm lying on the couch come here um I'm just gonna cover my eyes and uh can you pray for me uh, I've got a migraine and she just prayed it wasn't anything special but I was like okay cool and I lay there for a bit long and then I got up and I was like hey, it's good it's good I didn't uh, migraine didn't didn't progress like it normally does yeah just because I had an expectation that actually God can use a kid he can use my daughter, and I know her faults. I know, you know, her pretty well. <laughs> I know her stubbornness. Woo, gee, but God can use if I have an expectation. If we honor the gift of God in one another's lives, God can, can minister through each other. Can I have Matt up on the keys? And that's actually where I want to land it this morning, is that I want us to expect God to move in this place through one another. Because he can. Because there's a multitude of needs. And I would be here till um, Thursday night if, if you had to all come up and, and I had to pray for each of you and you only thought that the person with the microphone uh, can do something. No, no, the person sitting next to you carries the Spirit of God 
And so what we're going to do is we're going to stand to your feet. And like I said, I know there's a, there's a multitude of things that, that God wants to do in this place. Maybe it's for a healing in your body. Maybe it's for a breakthrough. And we've heard a testimony already in, in your job. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, in your community. Maybe it's a relationship that you need, you want to see something happen in. What we're going to do is we're going to just with the, and I'll tell you what, it's actually better if you know the person well beside you because often we don't expect anything to change when it's someone we know more familiar, you know. Uh, I've prayed for me hundreds of times before because they're my spouse and, and therefore I know that eh, it might happen. But no, 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 no. God can use your, your spouse, your brother, your sister, your friends, just as much as he can, a speaker from overseas. So just in this moment, I want you to share with the person next to you a need, something you want to see breakthrough and something that you want to see shift and change. And then you're going to both share that and then you're going to pray together. And we're going to believe. We're going to honor the gift of God in that other person. If you're a Christian here today, the Spirit of God is in you and He can move through you. And we're not going to limit it like those people did in the Jesus hometown. Instead, we're coming with an expectation. God's going to bring a breakthrough. God's going to do something.